Welcome to Crafting a Revolution, the podcast. My name is Katie Freeman, and I'm your host. We bring you interviews with makers and artists of all kinds from all over the world that identify as female, non-binary, or transgender. This episode's guest is Catrice Kelly. Catrice is an interdisciplinary artist, MFA painting and drawing student attending the University of Iowa. She has been making art her entire life. Catrice's more realistic works have been influenced by dream studies and rest ministries. Fibers are the main materials used to create tactile and comforting paintings. Her goal is to create work that feels familiar for everyone. And it was an absolute joy getting to talk with Catrice and learn more about uh, her artwork and her practice. This is somebody that I uh, get to see pretty close to a daily basis at school, and um, I really just enjoyed getting to know her on a deeper level, especially when it comes to her artwork. Uh, I would like to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon before heading into our conversation. So thank you so much, Matthew from Artigiano Serio, Candice C.J. Woodgrain, Lee Atley Runyon, Annette 513 Woodworks, Katie Thompson, Women of Woodworking, Kevin Lefty's Woodshop, Christy Twisted Twine, Jeremy, Jeremy Spies, Sammy Go Sammy Lee, Rachel Moody Makes, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Brandy Studio Obey, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your ongoing continued support helping to make this podcast happen. All right, let's go ahead and head on into my conversation with Catrice Kelly. I'm going to start off if you're ready to go. And I'm going to start off with the hardest question of the whole thing, which is uh, I like to ask my guests to introduce themselves. So would you do that for me? It's so scary. Uh, yeah, so my name is uh, Catrice Kelly. <laughs> I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, I'm currently attending the University of Iowa. Yay! Uh, I am a second year painting and drawing major. Yes, Yay. major in grad school. I want to make that. Yeah, grad school, yes. That's true. That's true. Grad student, yes. Yes, yes. And uh, what are your pronouns? A she, her. All right. Thank you very much. Um, okay. Now the second hardest question. So you got past the first one. Second hardest question uh, is to take a step back. And I want to know like Catrice's story from like baby Catrice to okay. like, how did you end up in grad school? You know, oh, okay. Doing- yeah, that's such a fun story. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so imagine it. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I grew up with uh, nine siblings. Uh, my family has always been like very, very like tight knit. 
Um, so each one of us have our own like little thing that we're good at. And the one thing I was good at uh, being when I was younger was actually uh, watching TV. Um, and <laughs> one of my favorite shows were, uh, was Zoom. The, the show, do you know Zoom? I always talk about Zoom and nobody ever knows what Zoom is. See, so, tell me what network it was on. Um, PBS. Okay. Yeah. So Zoom was then like, I probably, I'm sure I probably saw it. Yeah, it was like this like craft show with a bunch of kids who would come in, they would like do salt problem solving and do all these different like things. So that um, show, I think, is what inspired me a lot. Uh, my very, very first art project that I ever did was like me recreating a toy that I that got broken or got like left out in the rain. It was like one of those little wind up toys that like plays a lullaby and then the screen like goes by. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I want to recreate it because it got broken. And again, I'm three. My mom tells me I'm three. I believe I was three because it's like the only thing I remember. It's like my first memory, like mm -hmm. memory that I have. Um, and like, so I like took a cereal box and I was like, can I use some scissors? And my mom's like, yeah watch you and so I like cut out the opening of the scissor box and then I use like the paper of the cereal box and like back then when they had like the actual plastic right um I used some like little spongebob pictures and stuff because again I was good spongebob was one of my other favorites uh and then I like slid that music box because the music still played the screen just didn't move into the box and I was like okay I recreated my toy and my mom was like I remember watching you like wondering what you were up to and I was just fascinated by your whole like problem solving skills and what you were doing and how you were taping everything and I was like I don't I remember it but I'm, I'm for sure that I got it from Zoom um but from there um I kind of used I used uh, art as like my second mechanism because I have really bad anxiety. Um, I had it really, really bad when I was younger. Um, and then that anxiety would sometimes turn to anger because I was able to like get across what it was I was trying for every like for everybody to understand. Like so mm -hmm. yes, uh, art was like my coping mechanism. It was the way that I like kept the peace in the house. Um yeah, so that was how I got to that. Um, so I stayed in art from elementary all the way up to high school. Uh, uh, my best friend was like, oh, I'm going to go to Dillon University in New Orleans. It's HBCU. And I'm like, okay, I don't know anything about what you're talking about, but I applied to like 20 different HBCUs. I got accepted into like five. She was like, oh, Diller is doing like a little competition um, scholarship thing where mm. you can come and like show your work and they'll give you a scholarship based on your portfolio. And I'm like, oh, I have so much work. So I went, I did the little interview. The professor was like, oh, you're great. You're amazing. Here's the scholarship. Yes, come to school. And then in 2012, I packed my stuff up, drove eight hours to New Orleans and yeah, I was there for four years um, where I met TJ, actually. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I met TJ and TJ was like one of the most, I don't know, I was like fascinated by TJ. I was like, who is this little, she's going to be the other, <laughs> who is this little person looking like me, short, 
out here teaching us and rocking it. I'm like, okay, she's the best art professor that we have. And I feel like uh, I didn't have like the best relationship with her because I was like, again, full of anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. And then like, I took five years off and like the fourth year I randomly called her and was like, or emailed her or something and asked her about a, a, a a critique or something like that and then I also was like I'm so sorry if I was such a horrible student because <laughs> if I was in your class and she was like oh girl you were fine um I want you to come to Iowa so get your life together <laughs> so you can come to Iowa and um yeah and then I got my life together and I applied and got accepted and now I'm here yay awesome so in the time when your undergrad was that in painting and drawing as well, like yeah. a BA, was it a BFA or just a BA? Just a BA. So I think um, the school that I went to was, I don't know why, but it was just a BA option. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so you live the artist dream, right? And you went straight into just making art right after undergrad, right? That's what mm -hmm. everybody does. Well, I, I actually, so oddly enough, the five years that I took off, I was trying to finish my minor in psychology. Um, and because I, I thought I like had enough credit, but they were like, no, the course catalog has changed. And, and then I just was like, forget that minor. But I have 25 credits of psychology knowledge. So that's the thing. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I also worked for uh, FedEx as an account manager um, for three and a half years. And then I was working part time at Michael's and then I became a manager at Michael's for a year. And then, yeah, I kind of like was doing both of those jobs at the same time. And then I left one of them and did the other one. And yeah, so I was working is what I was doing for those five years. Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and nothing that sounds really any fun or related well michael's <laughs> in a roundabout way could be related yeah michael's but... yeah michael's gave me that um that creativity of like oh i i like that let's put it on the canvas oh that looks like i that's what that's actually actually working in michael's is what inspired me to do a lot of mixed media work um, so that's it, actually how I ended up getting more into mixed media rather than painting. Um, mm -hmm. so that's true. Wow. Michael's. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know like there have been times I've considered like just doing something like uh, unloading trucks or whatever, just so I could get like the discount. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I did that too. Yeah. 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 That's good. No, it's good. the same about. I thought the same about Blix too. I'm like, I wonder yeah. just a few hours, like just enough to get. Yes. And I'm a certified custom framer. I I actually put in an application one time. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> hurt. You know, <laughs> I'll just frame a few pictures and, you know, get a discount. Sounds good to me. Right, right, right. Yeah. But no, no, no. no. And now how would you, I was saying, now how would you, um, describe your work your art practice it's really interesting so the first year of grad school I was struggling like I was like oh I'm just here to make some art 
Don't ask me what my concept is. I'm just going to make some stuff that looks good. And if you want to know a concept, maybe I'll come up with one on the spot. Um, and I mean, it worked for a while. Then I had some people who were like challenging me who were like, no, girl, <laughs> no, 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 that's that's not going to work. Um, and so now my work is uh, I do a lot of tufting and it's mm -hmm. all color based um, tufting that are based on like dreams okay um, yeah so I, I have some really really crazy dreams and I've decided that they're crazy enough that I'm gonna make art about them so yes I would have not painted since I've been in grad school but some of the dreams that I've had are too vivid that they can't not be painting so I'm gonna be painting this semester on large scale so Yay. Ooh, I know, I'm right? Excited. I know. <laughs> I'm excited too. Can't wait to see what it's gonna look like. Yeah. Um, and since like, you know, the larger audience that will be uh listening to this um don't maybe understand that. So Catrice's studio is literally like maybe two doors down from the grad studio that I spend time in. So I always like peak in your window, like see what's going on <laughs> in there. So I've seen the tufting, but I'm um, also excited to see the painting, the large scale paintings. Yes, me too. It's so funny because you remember the day that you came into my studio and you, and it was like the first time we like really interacted and you were like, oh, so you're a sculpture, a sculpture, a sculpture, a sculpture major. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I'm painting and drawing. I'm so sorry <laughs> that you're <laughs> well like, you know I, I think that's that's more on me like you know I didn't do art as an undergrad and so sometimes like I feel lost in the sense of you know I don't know all the necessarily like even basic background stuff um like I remember in, in lithography this semester like you know uh the professor being like oh you need to build value in this and I'm sitting there in my whole head going fuck is value that means I don't know why do what you're talking about sure oh gosh that's funny. no don't feel bad because a lot you aren't the only one who who's like that my my boyfriend is like that I was like I'm gonna have a, a whole piece of work that has different values of red and he was like so the concept is going to be about the color red and I'm like no value means shades and tints and things like that and he was like oh I thought value were like you know like family values or like moral yeah, values yeah. and I was like no no it's okay though it's not it's not a it's not a common mistake it's okay you're fine <laughs> oh you. yeah that's okay in lithography I always made Tom laugh at least <laughs> Like, yeah you can laugh at my lack of knowledge uh, it's okay but now that I understand more like I do mm -hmm. think your your tufting is a form of mm -hmm. painting it's just a different medium to do it in right so yeah, exactly yeah that's yeah and there's a there's a lot of you I've given TJ crap about that recently um as she's like bringing out her fabric paintings and then watching you and um like Naya and stuff. I'm like, what's up with all these like textile type people in the painting and drawing program? <laughs> like, I feel like that's connected. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I really think, I honestly think a lot of painting and drawing majors are, well, let me speak for myself. I personally was a very intimidated by the canvas for so long that I was like, I'm literally going to rip the canvas off and then I'm going to restaple it and make it not look like it's canvas on here because that little box, that little square, that little rectangle is sometimes so intimidating that you like, I have to make something that's good enough that deserves to be on this grand canvas. And I think us being able to like express that same feeling of painting and different forms of like material, I think is just something that is needed honestly because yeah I don't know like there's a lot of like stuff around the canvas but I don't care I'm gonna conquer it again I don't care it's time it's It's time time. Mm -hmm. I get that I mean I I totally get that it might not be for me staring at canvas um Mm -hmm. pre-grad school it would have been just staring at a pile of wood and going what am I gonna create out of this I don't want to like essentially just create firewood meaning right. making something that's like not good enough for anything that's got chucked in the fireplace yeah. um and now with being in the program now it's definitely like sitting in front of the blank computer screen with like the 3d modeling software up and going i have no ideas what yeah. they come up with to fill this space none <laughs> Then first year, I feel like first year is like that for everybody. And if it's not, then you already came in ball rolling. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no. First year is like, girl, what is life? What is art? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and people keep asking you that, like you're supposed to have an answer to that question right away. I like I don't <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever um, finish out the psychology part? Like, is there still like an interest um, hmm. in that world? That's a good question. So my initial dream was to like be an art therapist and all that yeah. stuff all that jazz I mean you actually can get like an easy certificate in occupational therapy and that's one of them um but I don't know I mean I might do it as like a a, a thing to just do like after school but mm-hmm. um I'm really seeing myself going to school some more and maybe getting a PhD in mm-hmm. education yeah it's I think it's up there one because I thought I was an amazing teacher (laughs) and then I read some of my (laughs) sorry (laughs) the first year it was I I was great my students were in love and it was amazing but last semester those course evaluations I I can improve let's say that Mm -hmm. because I was like geez Louise just Mm-hmm. but I mean hey I think but I do think that my path is in it is going to end up being education um I actually uh was going to teach at a charter school in and back home um before I on that like five-year break that I had but mm-hmm. um it didn't really last long like I went through the whole process I even taught a few classes and then um I think I was temporary for like a semester or whatever and then they were like okay girl 
this was fun. Um, and they brought in like a actual music teacher and she was, it was like a dual program where I was like teaching art and music and uh -huh. I, I can do the music part, but I'm not that great. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think education is going to continue to be a path uh, for me. Yeah. So. And when you say that, are you talking like K through 12 realm or are you thinking mm -hmm. upper yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be a professor College. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but, I, but I know that I'm probably gonna need to get my PhD in education and art education, um, just so that I can get some a great job in a in a permanent mm -hmm. job and not be an adjunct professor. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I want to go through that struggle. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that whole yeah. that whole process. Um, yeah. which is, I mean, if you don't mind, if we can spend a little time on that, just because you know my understanding is isn't um mfa's terminal degree right meaning you can go straight into being a professor but is it is the phd needed to start out higher up is that um it's of? not actually so i could have my mfa and and get a professor a professor position um i for some reason, in my mind, I feel like it would be a lot easier having my PhD to get a, a tenure position. Um, but a lot, it's just not a lot of tenure track positions open at universities. A lot of people like have their jobs and keep their jobs and stay in their jobs, yeah. you know, until they die um, or retire. Much. Whichever comes first. Um, it's like it's like the U.S. Congress. Like you get yeah, elected exactly. once and you're there until like yeah. you're 95 and you die in the chair. On the floor. And yeah, and you're in your wheelchair and you're like, let's make some new laws. And it's like, but yeah. <laughs> uh, new law, no club. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to yes. get, no, I was going to get, I was going to go a little bit deeper into that joke, but I'm not going to do that. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I just think a PhD would help me um, personally for our education. Um, so I think that that's something I would be interested in. If that's not the route that is intended for me, I kind of been coasting all my life, just kind of letting life take me wherever the wind blows and it's worked out so far. So um, if that's not what's for me, um, then I'll see what happens. Um, but after I graduate, I do want to move to Chicago. And I know that there's not any PhD art education um, programs there. So whatever job is calling I'll answer okay. yeah do you um do you have any dreams of producing your own work and you know doing the gallery route and selling and all that stuff as well yeah um I I feel like I can definitely uh sell some work and and probably live off of that um I think I have a wide range of like stuff that I make that I could probably live off of um however I know that if that's all I do I'm gonna be bored um but, you know just because like consistent working on art and yeah. making work to sell the work is not gonna feel as passionate as you know like making the work because I had an idea or a dream and a concept that I wanted to put out there and right. hope everyone just falls in love with it you know um so if that's not the route then I will, uh, my other dream is to have a residency and it'll be a very small residency. So um, I've actually already talked to my brother 
two of my brothers about it. One is a realtor and then the other one is a culinary chef. So I'm going to use them <laughs> to make my <laughs> residency. Mm-hmm. I'm actually trying to do it this summer. To, uh, mm-hmm. have, there's a location in Texas that he has that he was renting out as an Airbnb and it's a large location. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. that I'm going to get my first little quote unquote residency and have my brother like feed us for the summer. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and do like one of my parties in there. So, have you done residencies before? Not yet. No, but yeah. I've, I've started applying this year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my. I've favorite. just been on the search. I haven't applied for anything mm-hmm. yet. Um, I I just I first I want to find ones that are just like very short term to start mm-hmm. with, just because mm-hmm. of you know having a family and. I don't want to like just uproot them for a year or two years or whatever to some random place. Um, So I'm hoping to just be able to find like, you know, a weekend residency or like one to two weeks just to, I don't know, get comfortable in those spaces and um, I don't know, just get used to it and, and see what it's like. Because I also have figured out just looking at them, even the ones that are long term, like you get a stipend most of the time, but it's still not anything to like really live on. Um, So there has to be a lot of planning that goes into all of that. (laughs) Yes, so true. Oh my gosh, I look. I've looked at so many residencies to the point that I'm like, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. Like, (laughs) what's good and what's not good and what's cute. You know, like, I don't know, don't know. And then you, and I've gotten a list of ones that I could go to while I'm in grad school, ones I can go to once I graduate from different artists like uh, Naima Morgan. She gave me a list of ones. I should have asked Jason Stopa, but I forgot. But Naima, I was like, girl, please put me on game. So she gave me a list of ones. So I have them and I can send them to you. I don't know if they're all painting, but I can send them to Mm -hmm. you. Thanks. yeah it's hard it really is it really is hard because you don't know what's good and then some right. of them are like, oh and there's a tuition and I'm like Girl, I know why am I about to pay you a thousand dollars to come and just work like, right <laughs> I can that, work at those home. are the ones those are the ones that I'm a little like or or I've found some that'll be like and you don't even have to like pay to participate and you know, but basically what all they're giving you is like room and board. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I also can't just like take a month and get nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know. Yes. Like, and that's why I'm like, <laughs> let's provide some food. You know, we're, yeah. we, we're in a city where there's a bunch of different art places. You know, like, I feel like there can I, can it be a little give and take, you know? Yeah. In, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely like, I don't know you probably don't have as much like I've been just looking around the Midwest to mm. also be like so it can be kind of close to home um yeah. and there's just really it's like nothing like yeah. it's like a dead zone for art and just in the Midwest yeah um, I know I know even one. Chicago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep I know one place and it's Alex Brown's foundation in, in Des Moines yeah. okay yeah. yeah I know that yeah 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 
<laughs> it's like all the <laughs> they're so far and they're like New York California is right uh, I mean I'll do it but sheesh if yeah. I found overseas though psh, that oh it's so far away it's gonna go out the window I'm hopping the window. Yeah. <laughs> did you say Italy wow yeah <laughs> <Here I> come. <laughs> yeah yeah that that might be worth it. It's like if you fly me there and you pay room and board there, okay. But <laughs> that, I can get behind that. Come on. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I need to look for that today. Are there other mediums like you want to explore? Um, so I am a secondary in sculpture. Um, so mm-hmm. I have been doing a lot more sculpture and I actually, oh, this is gonna be so bad. Um, I actually think that I am a sculptor more than I am a painter oh I don't know how I got here in life I don't know <laughs> I painted all my life and then I got here and was like mm, sculpture looking looking kind of good over there girl um so I do a sculpture um I work with metal um what else do I do I do a lot of stuff um oh something I I have done ceramics before but I want to get more into ceramics Mm-hmm. And I really want to do everything. I, if I, if we, I'm going to go down the whole list. I've done printmaking. I would love to do more. I've done some photography on my phone. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if that counts, but I would love to do more. Um, 3D design is still like looking at me like, you know, you want to come over here. There's some classes that I've seen. And even Monica was like, oh, just come. She was like, oh, I like your earrings. And I was like, oh, my God, earrings are my favorite. I'm always going to have a cute pair of earrings on. And she's like, me too. And I was like, oh, we're the same. And she's like, yeah, you should just join my class. And I'm like, how is that related? <laughs> my earrings led to you saying, come take a 3D design course? I mean, hey, I'll be there. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I find a good class, yeah, I'm. I mean, all of them look good, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And Monica was just like, "Girl, come on." <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. I know. I'm. I'm kind of the same, except for it's like I did. Well, technically, I did like one of the hardest printmaking classes, print mm-hmm. classes you could ever do. Yeah, <laughs> that's my did. first semester. Yeah, nobody warned me of this. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is she carrying around a little stone? What is happening? Like, oh goodness, well, she didn't print making at all. That's that's a sad. Yeah, yeah. That that was enough to be like, you've been fun, uh, <laughs> but no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Man, um, I probably I probably will take the textile class at some point. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely think I'll take that, um, and I feel like I should that's a should take a photography class um because I'm like okay fine if I'm gonna be like taking pictures of my own work I suppose um ceramics is actually one of the ones that I'm like "Eh, I really have no interest which is you know saddens my wife because she's like come on you can make us stuff (laughs) you know you can come on (laughs) yeah it's funny because I think of all of the programs, I think printmaking is the most serious and most 
they're the scariest program. Like I took advanced printmaking and we had to do like um, addition of 15. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to make. I don't know what's going to happen. I did my little thing. And I, I'm to this day, I'm embarrassed for what I made. When everybody like finished their projects, I'm like, please, I don't even want to. She's like, oh, and Catrice, you can go next. No, no. I'm good, Heather. You're great and everything, but no. <laughs> Man, that's are. definitely that is definitely how I felt with Litho as well. Like when we put our prints up on the wall and I'm like looking at them. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like why am I here? <laughs> like, Who let me into this class? Why did you yes. let me? <laughs> oh gosh oh my god I didn't even know what an addition was is how bad it was like I'm like yeah well and that's actually the one of the only things that like really excited me about any kind of printmaking is like getting to make multiples off of like doing the work for one but then really what it boils down to is like and I've known this like I'm not a fantastic like you know I don't do a good job drawing or sketching and so and it's not something I like really enjoy doing either so it's just like it's just you know it's work it, to me it's yeah. tedious work and so I'm like I don't want to do that yeah like you know I have no problem staying up to like 2 a.m like 3d modeling something but this no yeah. it's I have sad. no passion for it yeah, it's so sad because same. I hate drawing. And that's embarrassing to say. Does <laughs> the drawing and painting graduate student. Oh no, no, no. You don't have to mention that it's painting and drawing. You just <laughs> Yeah. It's really, I don't know how, I don't know. I mean, I I obviously my por 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 uh, my portfolio had enough evidence yeah. that I yeah. could do it. Um, but yeah, wasn't a fan was not a fan I mean I I'm, I don't mind sketching really quickly and painting mm -hmm. over that you know because yeah. that's that's what I'm better at is painting um and I'll draw you know but it needs to be in charcoal but just mm -hmm. like yeah regular pencil drawing no no yeah don't want to do it so you said your work now is based off of your crazy dreams mm -hmm. So I have a question. What happens if you go a spell without any crazy dreams? Oh, I'm still crazy enough that I have crazy daydreams. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a, I was, I, I'm, I was afraid of that, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I actually went home, when I went home, I didn't have any dreams at all. Um, but we were like driving somewhere and I saw like a little cute, light flicker and I was like oh imagine if that light was this 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 and you know and then they were mm -hmm. and then it's like oh okay good so I, I won't have to worry about it like I think I'm still creative enough even without the dreams to like be able to make some stuff in my waking life you know so that's good um but yeah I think that the dreams are just helpful to like yeah. some of those things that I see I think all of the dreams I have are like based on stuff that I see in my waking life and then the dream just reinterprets it to be something else mm -hmm. so yeah I think it's good do you um oh my gosh I had a question there where'd it go 
Dang it. <laughs> I had a question there and it went, it went poof. <laughs> you said something about not having dreams, crazy dreams. And then you said, okay. I'm you came up with something. Yeah. Creative enough to, oh, I now I remember. Is your, I feel, I'm pretty sure the answer to this is yes. About your program. Is it heavily research focused? Like, are you pushed to have something that you're researching? Um, how can I put this? Yes and no. So we, in my last workshop class, the semester before last, we had to do a research presentation that was an hour long. And we had to talk about all the stuff that we thought that our work related to and or not all of it but what we wanted to talk about yeah. and like do a presentation about that um and then this semester we did uh research that was based on like our daily routines and rituals that we did so it's not like pushed to the sense that it's like you need to have a research stay with that research yeah. base your that research you know but it is encouraged that we read you know we meet up with artists, talk to artists, um, take the information that we get from artists and do things like that so that it can help our concepts. Um, but it's not like pushed that we need to do research. So, yeah. It's not pushed in like when you, cause I know you had to do just an abstract for your MA thesis, right? So far? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And my abstract was a poem actually. Nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So. But as far as that thesis, do you have to, in your program, do you have to have a, a research topic? Mm -mm. Nope. Actually, no. So I think our, our thesis is just based on what we practice overall, and we can include the research, but mm -hmm. it's not required. Okay. Yeah. My understanding, having that a full grip of the understanding of how it works just yet but everybody's like oh so laid back you can just kind of write about whatever and then you know as long oh. as it's about your work and how it relates to your work and all the rest of then yeah so we oh. shall see yeah I'm just curious <clears throat> obviously I've not participated in any other graduate programs mm -hmm. so I don't know is the research element something because like Iowa is like a research college or um, <clears throat> or is that something that's like in every like graduate program, you know, that you're supposed to have some line that you're going down? Yeah, no, that's an interesting question because I've actually wondered the same thing. And I do feel like the reason that it is like technically a research-based right. thesis is because University of Iowa is a research-based university but I do think that a lot of the people over the um, school of art and art history department has kind of like made it where it's like you can kind of write about whatever you want um, some some programs have still stuck with the research base like photography I think they have stuck with the research base um, if I'm not mistaken and maybe like another department um, but as far as I know painting and drawing we're like you know, it can be research based, but it also can be, you know, interpretive of any mm -hmm. form of work, basically. Gotcha. Yeah, so. ours, <clears throat> I haven't, you know, obviously it's 
just yes. got through my first semester, so I'm not like deep into this at all, but it's definitely something that gets brought up mm. by our faculty, like frequently of, you know, making sure you make time to do your research, making sure like, you know, or just even throwing it out there of like, what is your research? And I think that maybe wasn't like as crystal clear, like when mm -hmm. applying for the program, because mm -hmm. I remember like the first time it was asked, I was like, what are you even talking about? Like, mm -hmm. I'm just here. Like, you tell me what to do. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been a like learning process just to be like, what's that mean? And like, mm -hmm. oh no, I think I, I, that is definitely like a mental block for me, like how to pick something that I want to like do a deep dive on. Yeah. Well, I think art, I don't know. I feel like it's so weird because I feel like art comes a lot from like inner feelings. So like having to make your inner feelings or thoughts or you know emotions mm -hmm. connect to something that's just so I don't know how to explain it, but something that's just so like boxed in it yeah. feels yeah. It almost a disservice to your work it's like oh this is my research but that can be what I was researching for now that's not gonna stay the same or it changes mm -hmm. you know or oh it's influenced because of I don't know one thing that happened in my life a long time ago but right. you know, I don't know. I feel like I feel like doing research around art is kind of difficult. So, yeah, I, yeah. I'm. We shall see. I'm interested to see how it goes. Hey, I'll do. Have it. you noticed a change in like has your style changed at all in oh, how yeah. you work? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, that's one thing that I was like wanting to happen in grad school. Um, yeah, I feel like at first, of course, I was painting, but a lot of my paintings were about um, like black people and different mm -hmm. of black people and how black people interact in the world and changing those back black people into different characters and things. Um, mm -hmm. And now my work is just like it's weird because somebody asked me like um, like I, I made this little uh, sculpture and I out of resin and I put black glitter in it and I honestly chose the black glitter because I thought it was a pretty color and that and it was like iridescent reflective and I'm like oh this is gonna look great in resin and they were like oh did you choose the black glitter because you're a black person and I'm like uh mm, honestly no I just chose it because I like the color black right and so do you think your work is like considered black art and I was like well I'm a black artist so all of it should be like, <laughs> like right. a, <laughs> that's how that works yeah yeah uh, yeah so what was that why did I say that yeah so I think um why did I say that why did mm, I, I was asking if your styles changed oh yes yeah, so I think that uh, a lot of my work has like moved away from making very like very specific black art to just making art that's you know about whatever I want it to be about and then you know it's not like oh if you'll see it and you'll see a black woman or a black man or you know you won't see that anymore so that's something that I, that that has changed yeah I was doing a lot of portraiture mm. yeah mm. okay yeah I would say mm, well that's not true I still saw like in the 
in when you filled the gallery space, you know, and I went and walked through that, like I definitely saw obviously like portraitures, mm -hmm. um, yep. sculpture. <laughs> That's yep. what I saw. <laughs> yep. The, the three sculptures and the, the woman laying down on yep. the, yeah, she was a portrait. You see her face, all that details, you can tell them, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, I do want to ask about that because we've, I mean, we've had our own side conversations, but like, I know you've mentioned to me before, like you grew up with kind of like community, you know, that mm -hmm. like looked like you and definitely like here in Iowa, there ain't that community. <laughs> we, oh, a bunch, we a bunch of white peoples um, up in here. <laughs> uh and, like I'm just curious like you know you can connect it with grad school or outside of it wh whichever but do you feel like um it's hard to find community here oh um that's a good question okay so let me see let me say this so when it comes to like I would say yes and no let me say that. Okay. The reason being is because I did join this POC uh, art thing that they have out here uh, organized by students at the university. And I felt like I was either, ooh, this sounds so bad. I was either not Black enough or too Black for the group. Um, and then I heard about the Afro House, and I haven't been there yet. Been there yet, and then there's also like a bunch of other like communities and programs that are available. So mm -hmm. I do think that as far as me finding a community, it won't be as hard uh, as it felt the first year. Um, the first year, I was a bit lost. I had maybe two people that I related to the most, and because they were queer women of color, so I was like, oh, I can kind of like hang out with them and they were like the only mm -hmm. people that I hang out with um but that was just my anxiety you know me trying to feel familiar with people yeah uh, yeah. But, yeah but now yeah. I kind of I've kind of made a community with everybody and anybody right. yeah yeah so like I I don't really feel displaced or anything um I think the again the first year was I like when I worked I actually crazy enough, decided to get a job when I first got here. Don't know what I was thinking. Um, and so I, I like started at Michael's again in Corville and like, of course, nobody there was of color. Um, and like the first time that I saw like a person outside of the two people that I hung out with um, that were black, I was like, hey, yeah. Like, and she like, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you look like me. Um, but I don't think, I don't think anything outside of that has been too much of an issue. I am curious. So the the person that asked you, like, did you pick this because you're black or are you making black art? Were they black or? Mm -mm, no, but they were a person of color. They were a okay. person of color. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was an interesting conversation. They were a person of color, so. Yeah. And then and then they apologized and they were like, you know, I apologize for asking you that question um, because there is an artist whose name is 
slipping me, but I know you know who they are. Um, they're a printmaker. Um, and they were like, I make art that's about my life. So it is black art, but that doesn't mean that I'm making just black art. Like this art is for everyone. Right. You know, so um, and he requoted that the person who asked him the question record requoted that and was like, Yeah, so I'm sorry, but I think that, that that's just how it is. It's like you're automatically whatever art you're making is automatic. It's just so odd to me though, because I don't feel like anybody asks a white artist that question. Oh, ever. Like I don't think anybody would walk up to me and be like, Did you make that chair white? Which I did make a white stool <laughs> this semester. Did you make that white because you're white? Like nobody would ask me that question. <laughs> In fact, if somebody did, I think I would like be like, what? What? <laughs> like, uh, no. <laughs> I really think it's like a this I shouldn't give people I think it's a culture shock, you know what I mean? Um, because like you said, it is predominantly or white. Yeah, white right. yeah. here. Um and the people of color are even like kind of in the mix of it because you know it's just not as you know it, they're so enriched in their culture that it's like if I'm Hispanic I'm making Hispanic art you know so it's like yeah. and that's okay and that works and it's not anything that anybody should be ashamed no. of. but I think that when it's like when you when you meet from my experience when you when people meet me as an artist they're like oh let me see your art and they expect to see a lot of art about the black community and that's mm -hmm. and that and it happens you know a lot of black artists make art about the black community um yeah and that's kind of like the concept I, think, mm -hmm. I mean but that like that should be to me that's like a given just based off of like to your point like you're making based off of your own lived experiences right exactly. so like if I went to um, a Latino country and, mm -hmm. you know, went and saw their art, I would expect mm -hmm. that art because yeah. that's their culture. Like yeah. it's, it, it just because we're a giant mixing pot does mm -hmm. not mean that I like that you have to make art about somebody or something that doesn't jive with how you grew up, nor do I. Let's yeah. it, it's yeah. not a requirement just because we're all mixed together like we still have our own cultures within this country it's funny though because I think I think something that we just get so used to is labeling everything in the black community like oh black love and black family and black owned and black you know what I'm saying it's, it's, it's just it becomes so common that we pretty much just label everything that I, think, I mean I think that's a miss um uh, unfortunate outcome because of <laughs> systemic racism and the perceived default is always white mm -hmm. if yeah. I don't put a label on it then mm -hmm. it's white mm -hmm. like I have to put a label on it in order mm -hmm. to determine it's other instead of just being like well how about we just not label it yeah yeah like, at all that's exactly <laughs> what it is that's exactly what it is yeah wow that was that was good thank you <laughs> look you said it thank you <laughs> <Not just> that. <laughs> yeah
Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I, I think I have struggled a little bit. Um, to be honest, just like in the unit, bat. Well, number one, being an old ass back in the university system. <laughs> number two, as a student, and <laughs> number two, um, being in the art program. I think I came with a lot of hope. I won't say assumptions, but hope that perhaps um, things like systemic racism, homophobia, uh, patriarchy, not that they wouldn't exist at mm-hmm. all, because I'm not that naive, but that they would be less mm-hmm. like then. Mm-hmm. And in some ways they are. Um, I do think though, and and I think it might be just a a symptom of the age of people too, but I do feel like some of it is, maybe not even some of it, I feel like perhaps a large part of it is, can be performative. Um, And (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's not, you know, and, and I, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. I, I just think, like, I don't know. I think I have higher hopes for what that community could be. And I want to see that, like, come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just want to see it come to fruition so that it's, like, I don't have to worry about or... I don't have to worry about seeing microaggressions against people that Mm -hmm. like I care about and that Mm -hmm. those, you know, and the people who are, who are creating those microaggressions, like to become aware that that's what you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're not, you're not out of the woods of being called out on your crap just because you're an artist and like, you're more woke than the, like, Mm -hmm. than, than, you know, the, the doctor living down the street or whatever like that doesn't yeah. give you a get out of jail free card you still have yeah. to be responsible for your own crap Whew. you said a word when i say because <laughs> yes i actually too came in thinking oh this is going to be a mix of creative individuals and all of the like stuff that we usually have to deal with as artists in the outside world just right just seeing people who don't understand the concept of creativity um for some (laughs) um yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) i'm thinking that us being in that same community that again a lot of what you said would not 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 exist but like i wouldn't have to face it every day you know and that's something that i actually honestly i think that i have that have more of an issue with that than I do with any like race issues at all like mm-hmm. that the patriarchy and the mm-hmm. the homophobia and the microaggressions mm-hmm. that are dealing with anything that is not of their understanding yep I did not that is what I face a lot of more than anything yeah and, it, it definitely has made me look at systems even deeper maybe mm-hmm. um because you know i came from a world of working in manufacturing and it's like that system never disappointed in being ugly <laughs> in all the ways yeah. that 
I don't like, you know, um, it never disappointed in the mm-hmm. regards, unfortunately. Um, it just, I don't know. It's like, even sometimes for the most progressive, woke, whatever word you want to use, like places that exist out there. It's like, if you still dig through the minutia, mm-hmm. I still find cis, hetero, white, generally old male at the top um and i'm like these systems can't change if we continue to keep filling them with the same people the same people who have the same mindset who have no hopes of changing their mindset at all and think the way they think and that's it and that's and it's and it's like their way or, or the highway or their way whatever you know the saying right, their right. Way. yeah 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 it's it's just i don't know and then Um, they challenge people and retaliate against people and do a lot of things against people who challenge their status quo it's like yeah wow yeah yeah we got a little deeper (laughs) it did get a little deep sorry no, it's okay. Seriously, I'm just hearing. Are Are you in yeah. town? Yeah. You hear the sirens? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this up real quick. This is fun. <laughs> uh, let people know how they can find you on online. I want to make sure you can do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, you can follow me on Instagram. That's about it. Um, my handle is Catrice, K-A-T-R-I-C-E underscore gallery or uh, something else. I think that's the best one. I have one other one. I think it's Catrice underscore paints. Um, mm-hmm. You can find me on both of those. Um, and yeah, they're fun. You'll see some more. We're getting off so we can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. You can do some work there and that's it. Yay, Instagram. <laughs> okay, go be safe. <laughs> okay, you do. All right. So again, that was Catrice Kelly and I will include uh, the link to her Instagram page in the show notes for this episode. So best way to find that is to look at the description for this episode and you'll find all the links on your favorite podcast app. Please, if you enjoyed this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And if you would like to support the podcast in an ongoing manner, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash crafting a revolution. This is the last of the first miniseries for 2023. I will be back with another series in just a couple of months. In the meantime, please enjoy these episodes as well as any past episodes this makes over 300 episodes available currently and in the meantime until the next mini series let's go craft a revolution she, her, fan, they got something they want to say solution for the toxic masculinity